Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, how's it going? I'm feeling good, Russ. How are you doing? Uh, I'm I'm doing all right. I, I just my my wife said, "Do you want to go to lunch today to this really good Mexican restaurant?" So oh. um, my mind is on that. Wait, um, can I ask? What was what was what did you have? Uh, well, I, I haven't gone yet. This oh, is, you this haven't is, gone yet. Yeah, okay. yeah. So you know, you're, you're gonna hear if you hear growling in the background. That's not our guest, and we'll we'll introduce you in a second. But that's not our <laughs> guest. Uh, that's that's my stomach uh, getting ready for the the massive burrito that I'm about to eat. Oh, okay. Well, burrito. Yeah. You yeah, know, can't miss. exactly. I, I feel like um, we should have a little game on the show of every time we mention burrito or barbecue, like some sort of, or pickleball. Or pickleball. <laughs> some sort of bell rings. Does that mean somebody has to drink? Like, is it a yeah, drinking exactly. game? <laughs> exactly. We'll make our guests take a shot every time we do that. That That's, you know, that way they're not just sitting down there awkwardly uh, waiting for us to introduce them. They just are taking shots while we're talking pickleball and Barbecue. Well, you mentioned you mentioned pickleball, and that, you know I am feeling good because I got a really good pickleball session in this morning. Nice. And nice. as you know, you know part of this year is about really committing to the sport and kind of mm -hmm. taking it more seriously. You know, we do the pickleball podcast, Third Shot, right? Everybody out there is into pickleball. Please listen to Third Shot podcast. And, you know, for the past year or so that we've been doing the show, it's been more of a hobby, right? It's a passion. We talk about different aspects of the game and stuff like that. But 2024, as you know, I really want to commit myself to improve my technique, my stamina, just my, phys you know, just to be the best player yeah. I can be to play some tournaments with Bridgie and, um, you know, just looking forward to it. So this morning had a fantastic session. I'm really working on certain aspects of my game to kind of level me up. And, uh, you know, that's the goal this year is like, nice. how do I become a better pickleball player? How do I level up, become more competitive and win some more tournaments? Nice. Nice. You know, and you know, the thing is like, uh, uh we, we were chatting about, Hey, when is this show going to run? Like I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. letting people behind the curtain now. We don't know. Um, you know, we're we're recording the shows, and then we, you know, they they get queued up, and then they, you know, we we schedule them out. But it's like no matter when this runs, like setting a goal and and thinking about your goals, whether it's New Year's or you know June, it's like worry about. I, I wish we were that far out. We're not that far out, but uh, uh, <laughs> you know, no matter when this runs, and and you're thinking about goals, like setting a goal, I think isn't you know like important, no matter when you're going to do it. And I always think it's kind of funny when a business only sets goals here's our annual goals this is what we're well why let the calendar put this weird thing in there now i know budget and you know all of that but like i think setting a goal at any point once you figure something out is a great time to do it and um actually uh we'll, we'll chat a little about goals uh today um I, I love that we have the title mr biz that that's a cool uh I'm just going to call you that the whole show. Is that okay? Uh, if I call you Mr. Biz the entire show? Okay? I, I actually the trademark. Okay. Well, then I, there I, you I go. guess that's okay. It's official then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I'll let you kind of introduce yourself a little bit to uh, the audience. Yeah. So Ken Wentworth, um, AKA Mr. Biz. A lot of people, it's funny the the uh, it's kind of taken off and uh, unknowingly I started doing my radio show seven years ago now, I guess, over seven years ago. 
Okay. And long story, but the the uh, the general manager of the station started calling me Mr. Biz. They started to promote the show, um, featuring Mr. Biz, et cetera. And uh, it just kind of took off. And I was not, I was very hesitant. I uh, didn't want to have anything to do with it. And then all of a sudden, they um, people were approaching me. The, the radio station started to run spots, you know, uh, with featuring Mr. Biz. And so local people were coming up to me at networking events, et cetera, and saying, uh, calling me Mr. Biz. I'm like, where the heck did you hear that from? You know? Um, and so now a lot of times I feel like a lot of people get to know me as Mr. Biz have no idea what my name is. And so, okay. uh, it's a little bit awkward. I had a, I had a nickname in high school as well that it, it became popular enough to where, uh, some of my teachers started calling me it and everyone called me it. Um, so I, I have lived that before many, many years ago. You could tell by the gray hair, perhaps how long ago that was. But anyway, um, so the whole Mr. Biz thing has just really taken off. So I, I kind of leaned into it and then our social media kind of took off a bit. And then I went to lunch with a lawyer friend of mine and he said, man, I noticed your social media has really taken off and everything. He said, you trademarked that, right? I said, yeah, yeah. no, I didn't trademark it. He's like, oh, well, I got a great idea. Why don't you build up this huge platform of Mr. Biz and then let someone else get the trademark and send you a cease and desist letter? That sounds like a great idea, right? Right. I'm like, okay, well, when you put it that way, perhaps I should Maybe look I should into this, this, whole, this whole intellectual <laughs> property thing. Um, and so we went through the process and it took a while, um, longer than I expected. But um, long story, we got rejected at first, went back at it. And then uh, kind of finally figured it out, but yeah. So we actually, I actually have the own the trademark to to Mr. Biz. So I just kind of leaned into it. Nice. Do I'm you, curious, do you, like uh, how how long did it take? And what is the process of trademarking Mr. Biz? Because I want to trademark Uncle Greg. Just rest there. You go. I I, I want to trademark that. But how, yeah, what is the process? I've never uh, talked to anybody that actually trademarked a name or a nickname. Yeah. So I tried to DIY it. What, what, a, what a great way to say I, I, they, they didn't prompt me to say that, I promise, uh, <laughs> DIY business, right? Um, but I tried to DIY it. I thought I could figure this out. You know, I'm a reasonably intelligent guy. I'll go out and figure it out. I don't need to get an attorney. Well, I didn't work. Um, so I got rejected. And the reason I got rejected is someone actually, at the time, owned the trademark Mrs. Biz. Uh, and so the USPTO came back to me and said, and they do consulting work, a lot of the similar type of stuff that I do. They said it would be con confusing to consumers. I'm like, okay, well, let me get an attorney who like lives and breathes this every day. So I hired an attorney. She was amazing. She did a bunch of research, she came back and she said, hey, Mrs. Biz, that trademark, it, from all I can see, she's actually not even using it and it's going to expire soon. So let's just wait it out a little bit. So we waited it out. We resubmitted. She had all this evidence and all this other stuff. And, um, and then you have to wait, I forget what it was, 60 or 90 days, and then they have to publish it. And then you have to wait another maybe 60 days, I think, for people to basically come out and say, no, you shouldn't grant that to him. So it was like a little bit on pins and needles because I was kind of into this now. I'm like, man, I really yeah. want this. Um, so anyway, it finally was successful. I think it, in total, it took about 16 months. Wow. Uh, okay. From okay. start to finish. And again, some of that was because we were waiting. We had to wait, I want to say, maybe three months three and a half months for Mrs. Biz trademark to expire. Um, so, so yeah, it would have been a little bit shorter if we didn't have to wait for it, but it still took a while. And yeah, everything, you know, a lot of government things run at snail's pace anyway, as everyone knows. So that was part of the challenge as well. I wonder if anybody thought you were married to Mrs. Biz. Well, it's funny because as my social media kind of took off, I've been very hesitant. You know, I want to 
be personable and all that stuff and talk about my family and all that stuff. But look, without going into a lot of detail, I started to get people kind of creepers reaching out to me and stuff like that. So I didn't want to use my names of my people in my family, but I want to talk about my family. So I was referring to my wife as Mrs. Bitts. (laughs) Right. Um, you know, I'm like, oh, Mrs. Biz was really mad at me last night because of whatever, whatever, whatever story might be. And, and then my kids, so I've got three daughters and the girls heard me say that. So the girls named themselves. So we have junior biz. She's the oldest. We have, um, uh, Lil, um, oh crap. Well, if you, if you're going to say Lil Biz, I would say she's the rapper of the family. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, junior biz, little biz and, um, not baby biz crap. I can't even remember. Um, but anyway, so the girls, so when I refer to them in stories, um, which I hope I don't have to now, cause I, I can't believe I can't (laughs) blank out on, but, but anyway, um, so yeah, it just, it just kind of took off. And so, you know, I finally decided reluctantly to lean into it. And, you know, it's funny when I go and do speaking engagements and things like that, it's no one calls me Ken. Everyone calls me Mr. Biz and people always, not always, but almost always comment on it. Like, oh man, that's pretty catchy and everything. I've had a few people that online, of course, um, you know, the keyboard bullies or uh, uh, tough guys that, you know, I'll post uh, an opinion video about something in economics or business or something like that. And they'll comment back and say, oh, you think some guy named Mr. Biz would know what the heck he's talking about? Clearly, you don't know what you're talking about. You shouldn't use that name. And, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, the normal stuff. Um, and I just, you know, kind of brush it aside and move along. But uh, yeah, so we again, it's not, it just kind of kind of took off. So I took me a while, but I finally leaned into it. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I like the name. Do you, does it come with a cape? Do you get you don't get a cape? You know, like, it's, it's funny big, you say I that, guess. Russ, because yeah. as I I did some I so back in 2019, I did. I did, I committed to do 20 live videos a month for five straight months to do a hundred videos. Right. And so I'm doing all these videos and it, the Mr. Biz thing had already happened at that point. And so I'm doing some of these, so I'm doing videos, you know, I'm doing 20 a month. I'm doing them, you know, almost every day. And so I'm doing them, you know, I'm using my cell phone. I'm not, there weren't like formal videos. They were, you know, three, four five minute long videos. And so some of the time I'm, I'm like out on my deck on, at my house in a t-shirt. And I got people commenting. They're like, Mr. Biz wears T-shirts. <laughs> and, so, and so I said, gosh, dang it. I should have been like Mr. You know, Mr. Gym shorts. Like, you know. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, OK, so the video thing that that intrigues me. Um, I think, you know, video is like super powerful. Uh, you know, um, uh, Greg and I, you know, we basically like helped. I don't know. We like, I don't know how many videos we, we put on YouTube for local companies, maybe a thousand ish. Yeah. Like, and you know, you see the power in that, you see that that's got a lot behind it. Um, you know, there's also like, you know, just looking at the screen right here, you know, you got the background, you got the logo, you've got, you know, all the kind of switching and stuff that needs to be done. It, it can make it sound kind of complicated. Um, however, when Greg and I first started this, it was just, you know, three headshots next to each other. And we just went the easy route. Uh, I, I feel like video is powerful, but it's also kind of like, uh, can be a barrier for some people Did, with those videos. You said you were just doing cell phones outside. So is that what you advise local companies to like, or companies like just to, just to do it instead of like worry about all the rest? 
just just get started. You know, and actually, I, uh, that's one of the things I talk about in my book is start with yes. Stop giving yourself reasons why. Like, oh, I my hair doesn't look right today. I'm not wearing the right clothes. Uh, I'm right. gonna sound silly. Uh, you know, I'm gonna whatever. Uh, I'm not good on camera. I'm gonna stammer. I stutter too much. I say uh and um too much. Whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Get started. I mean, you know, Gary V. Uh, if you guys are familiar, he talks about you know he's like, man, the first few you know first couple hundred videos I did of I think he did uh, wine library was the thing he was doing. He's like, the first couple hundred I did were just terrible. The first radio show I ever did, I got home that night and I listened to it. I went into my home <laughs> office and I listened to it. I came out out to the living room, my wife and I said. If I, I don't get do better it. at this, uh, <laughs> yeah. you, I, I look. I, I have to erase this episode off of everything <laughs> that ever gets posted to because I don't want to torture anyone that would happen to fall, you know stumble upon it and listen to this. They'd probably rather listen to someone scratch their nails down a chalkboard because I thought it was you know the first segment was pretty rough and I thought the second segment was a little better. And the third, I'm like I kind of hit my stride. It was all terrible, <laughs> uh, different levels of terribleness, but it was all terrible. But, you, you know, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. And, you know, I think a lot of things, I, I got a lot of feedback with people. They enjoy authenticity. So yeah. I didn't, you know, those, those hundred videos I did, I didn't edit any of them. None of them. I did them wow. live. Nice. And, you know, a, a real quick example of one I did, I, I was out on my deck, I think, or I'm, on my patio. And it was a little bit windy. So I had gotten my lab mic and plugged it in the bottom of my cell phone. And to, to avoid, you know, all the wind uh, noise, trying to be a little bit professional about it, right? I get about a minute into the video and the wind was enough that it swung. I never plugged it in to the phone. <laughs> so the, the bottom of the cord sw- swings and I, I was wearing shorts and it swung and hit my leg. And I'm like, you know, was there a bug or whatever? And I'm like, oh, and I, just during the video while I was live, I said, Oh, let me show you something here, guys. Uh, here I was trying to be pro- professional. You probably didn't hear a word I said for the first minute. Um, I brought my lab mic. You can see, and I actually have one on now, right? And I said, I forgot to plug it in the bottom of the phone. So let me plug this in so maybe you can actually hear what the heck I'm saying since it's so windy. And people were commenting, oh, my gosh, that's great. No one else would post that video. They would delete it. They'd go back, <laughs> re-record it. Like, you're a real person, all that kind of stuff. Right. And, um, you, know, I, you know, I think it's... Once you get started, you'll get better at it. Uh, just like anything else, practice makes perfect. Right. And, you know, it's... And, and that, that's, exactly, that's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, it's sort of an analogy of uh, the um, uh, just running your business in general. You know, like you're, you're, you're jumping into something without a safety net most of the time. You know, you're just like jumping in and trying this thing. Like I remember, you know, when I... When I, you know, first started a business, I, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I can do this. I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to see what happens. And, you know, if in four months I run out of money, well, then I guess I got to get a job. <laughs> and it, it's funny. It's like um, so much is like that. But I think that that's that's really the first thing that a, that an entrepreneur like starting a business kind of needs to get used to, you know, is just jumping in and just doing it, you know. When I left my corporate career, so I'd been at JP Morgan for 20, 22 years, I think. And I decided I always wanted to do my own thing. Timing just wasn't right. And I finally reached a, for a variety of reasons, said not nothing to do with JP Morgan. Love my career there. I'm like, okay, it's time. I'm going to do this. And it's funny, you know, I had a really good job. I was in the top 3% of the company and all this good stuff. I was getting promoted to the top 1%. And that's when I was going to leave. My wife actually, a side note to the story, 
when I made that decision, um, I was at the airport in LaGuardia because I was traveling back and forth from, I'm based in Columbus, Ohio. I was traveling back and forth to New York City often. And I was in LaGuardia. Called my wife and I said, yeah, I'm going to get promoted in the top 1%. She's like, oh my gosh, you know, your hard work and everything. And I said, I'm going to leave. And she said, oh, your plane's taken off. You, you need to go. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to resign. And there's a long pause on the other end of the phone. And my wife said, did you get to the airport early? Have you been drinking? <laughs> I said, no. She said, uh, why don't you take a nap on the plane ride home there, cowboy? And let's talk about it when you get home. Right. Um, but, and, and even then a lot of my family, uh, friends, they're like, what are you going to do? I said, I, I don't know. I'll figure it out though. But, you know, to, going back to that same analogy, I'll figure it out. I knew I would, I was confident in myself. I knew I'd be able to figure it out. I didn't have any sort of plan. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I'm like, I know I'll figure it out though. So, and, and thankfully I did. And, you know, I love my career there. I have nothing bad to say. They treat me very well. Um, but since I've left there, the level of career fulfillment is something, I mean, is it a level that I never thought was even possible? Um, so I'm very thankful and very grateful that I did make that change. And um, it's been, it's, I have to be careful who I say this around because, you know, people ask me sometimes, how many hours a week do you work? And I said, I, I have no idea, hmm. but I, I, and I don't say this, this it's going to sound like I'm a workaholic. I work seven days a week. I don't work 10 hours a day or anything like that, but there's not a, there's not a day that I don't do some form of work, but for me, it's not work because I love what I do so much. And, you know, it's, I've refined things in over the years since I started my own business to the things I don't like to do. I delegate or, and, or I don't take on clients to want me to do things that I just don't want to do. Even if I have the capability of doing them, I don't want to do them. So it's been just a massive blessing to be able to do that. And again, it's not work for me. So in the evenings, and I'm not a big TV watcher. So for example, when the kids are in bed, my wife goes to bed early. She's a nurse. So a lot of times at nine o'clock, I'll go into my home office because I'm excited that I get to work on fill in the blank. It, it, rather than sitting and watch, you know, a lot of people are watching TV at nine, 10 o'clock at night or whatever, which is fine. That's, that's their jam. Not that I don't ever do that, but you know, a lot of times I'm excited. I can't wait to dig my teeth into something. So I'm like, man, you know, when everyone goes to bed, I'm heading into the office, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're going into the lab, right? You're going to yeah, start working right. on stuff. Yeah. Uh -huh. And most people are like, that's pretty weird. Um, and especially people <laughs> that are, you know, corporate folks that are nine to fivers, they just don't understand that. Right. Cause they, even my wife, that's a nurse, you know, when she leaves, she's done nursing and she doesn't want to talk about nursing. She doesn't want to, she loves what she does, but it's, it stops when she walks out the door and it starts when she gets back in the door the next morning which I, I completely understand. I live that, that life, but now it's just, uh, it's again, I'm, I'm just massively grateful to be in the position that I'm in and be able to do the things I do. You know, what's funny, oh. um, Greg, I know, I know you're going to ask a question, but I, this, this is actually pointed to you, Greg is like, we're talking about, um, having lunch. Uh, and it's like, <laughs> why are we going to get together? Well, we're going to talk about business ideas. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. we're not, we're not going to chat like, you know, whatever. I'm sure we will, um, chat about other things, but it's like, that's fun to us. You that know, is that, fun that's us. like a fun thing. It's it's weird. It's like some people like you're, you're right. Like some people watch TV. Some people play video games like that's their thing. It's like I feel like I figured out and I think Mr. Biz here has figured out that it's like the that's the hobby. Like that's the that's the thing. It's like for me, it, it is like a lot of the times it's like a game. It's like, oh, I just had this great idea. I'm going to do it while it's hot and just go just go in there and do it now. And I'm going to get so much more done in the next hour because I'm hot on this thing. 
you know, than if I waited till tomorrow or, you know, whatever. And, um, and it's so funny, I, right? I don't know. I mean, I, I think I do have a little bit of the, 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 the workaholic thing in me, but I I've, I've, I've learned to walk away a little bit more. And I feel like since I've done that, I, I have more of those hot hours, you know, and you're so, more productive. Yeah, I, mean, nice balance. I, I never miss family events. I never, anything like that. So that's the other thing is, so while I might be working from 9 PM to one o'clock in the morning, sometimes I I'm also taken off at one in the afternoon to four to go to my daughter's school or to go right. take her to practice or to go here. That, so, you know, there's flexibility there. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, even the things that I watch, you know, if you went to my Netflix profile, it's all documentaries. You know, <laughs> I read a ton of books and people always ask me like, well, what's your favorite book? I don't read any fiction whatsoever. Everything I read is nonfiction because I want to learn. Right. I want to learn. And some of them are autobiographies because I want to say, you know, I recently, uh, well, a couple months ago, I read Arnold Schwarzenegger's autobiography, which is fascinating. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted to find out like this guy came from Austria to become this massive movie, you know, uh, bodybuilding and then movies and then governor of California and all this other stuff, the success he's had, what are some elements that I could pull out of the story that maybe I could apply to my own success? Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, if I want to, I guess this is going to make me sound lazy. If I want fiction, I, I'm going to watch a movie. I'm too lazy to read a 300 page <laughs> fiction book when I can sit down and watch an hour and a half or two hour movie. Right. If I'm gonna, if I want fiction, that's the direction I go instead of reading a book for, you know, for that length of time. Right. Well, you're you're an avid book reader, but you're also an avid book writer. And uh, I definitely want to get into because, I, you know, I love the name Mr. Biz. But I also love the name of your most recent book, Don't Fake the Funk. I mean, come on, that is a fantastic title of the book. Tell our audience a little bit about the book. And I mean, so much of what we talked about already about goals and my pickleball, like, you know, goal and all that kind of stuff, all can, you know, I can learn from what you've written and Don't Fake the Funk. So tell everybody about it. Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's about, and it's a, it's a, Unknowingly, I developed this sort of four-step methodology, I guess, of how I have attacked all these goals in my life. And I didn't realize that I, I, it just was kind of innate to me on how to attack goals. And it was funny, it, it came about because, you know, I've got some men, uh, people that I mentor. And within a couple day period, I talked to one guy who was really frustrated. He had some goals and he's like, man, I've had the same goals for like three years and I'm just not getting over the hump. Like, what am I doing wrong? And we're kind of talking through things. And I said, well, here's how I would approach it. And so I kind of laid it out. And again, not even thinking, I didn't know that I had a four-step process. So I'm telling him he's taking notes and we get to the end of the meeting. He's like, I mean, really, this is just like four steps. He's like, right. Let me, let me walk you. Is this correct? What I got down? And so he kind of reads it back to me and I'm like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. That's, that's how I would approach it. Two or three days later, I meet with someone else, uh, a woman who was same sort of story. And so, again, I start walking her through. Well, here's how I would approach it. Take what you're doing and do this and do this and do it. And same thing. She would get to the end and she's like, well, let me just make sure I get this all right. And she starts, you know, she's like, really, it's only four steps, right? <laughs> and I'm, I'm hearing the echo from three days before. Right. I'm like, it is only four steps. And she's like, did I say something to, you know, I'm like, no, this is all kind of connecting. And then... Uh, I gave up. Uh, uh, so fast forward about three weeks later, I got asked to come and speak at an event here locally. And it was kind of a last minute thing. And it was a, a, an event in December. 
and he wanted me to come and talk about some business topics. And I said, no one wants to hear about business crap. You know, it was a holiday party, right? I said, how about this? I've never spoken about this publicly, but I've got this sort of formula that I've figured out that I have that I didn't know I have on achieving goals. I said, I've not, never talked about it before, but I think it would be kind of interesting. I could make it interesting. And so I go speak to this group. I get a standing ovation, blah, 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 right? People are coming up to me afterwards and like, please tell me you have a book written about this that I can buy the book. And I'm like, I don't. I just figured this out about three weeks ago. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I got to write this book. Um, but it's, you know, I've applied it to career goals, relationship goals. Um, I used to compete uh, at a high level in powerlifting. Um, all these different things. I had goals, you know, when I was doing other athletic things, playing basketball, when I did, uh, I did do athlons for a while. I have, I've applied this sort of, again, I didn't realize it was only four steps, but I applied it and it's been, it's served me very well. I mean, it's, and now every time I have a, a challenging issue or a goal I have, I apply it. As a matter of fact, I used it to write the book. Nice. So I had, I had gone out and done some right. interviews and I committed to a publication date for this book. And I was speaking at a very large event and I wanted to have it published the week before I was going to speak at the event. Cause I was going to take a bunch of books with me, et cetera. And I was speaking about the topic that's in the book. And so Long story short, I procrastinated like it was my job and I had to write, I, I had 30 days to write the book. So I wrote the book from start to publication in 30 days. Wow. Using this methodology. Now I had some 20 hour days in there for sure. Um, I still kept all my clients. I didn't miss out on family stuff, but that was a lot of times when I was doing the 9 p.m. to 2 a.m., you know, catching up on stuff or getting up at 4 a.m. and working until 7 and I got to get a shower and head off to clients or what might be, whatever it might be. But it just you know, the show, it goes to show me, and I actually put it in the book. I'm like, this is how funny it is. You guys might procrastinate. I know a lot of people do. I procrastinate. I'm not immune to that, right? But when I finally got off my rear end and said, what the heck are you doing? You're procrastinating about achieving big goals and you're not even using your own methodology to write the book. But then I applied it and in 30 days, I wrote a, I don't know, 200 plus page book, um, ended up being a bestseller, all that good stuff. So it just goes to show you what is achievable and, you know, it doesn't have to be some elite or immaculate, big, giant, uh, grandiose plan. I mean, they're pretty practical steps that you can follow. So. Well, let's, let's get into it. Let's, uh, I mean, you know, obviously we want people to go buy the book too, but, uh, <laughs> without, without, uh, taking away too much, what are the four steps? So it's, so you gotta, you gotta have a cool acronym, right? No one's going to remember anything. It's not an acronym, right? So it's smack. The four steps are smack S M A C. Okay. Um, and the S is start with yes. And it's, it's really, and again, these are things are really simple. But you have to apply them, and in, they're kind of in order of in, in which to apply them. But start with yes. So many people have a goal, and they don't know where to start, right? Because they set this giant goal, and then it's I think it's human nature that you start to think like, oh my gosh, I could never make I don't know a million dollars in a year. Like how would I even do that? And you start to think of reasons why it's not possible. Instead of saying, okay, I need to make a million dollars. How do I do that? Okay, a million dollars is eighty three thousand three hundred thirty three dollars a month. Um, how can I make that much money in a month? Holy crap. That's a lot. How much is that a week? How much it, you start to break it down. You start to figure out, but the point is you start with yes, not a million dollars. Gosh, I make 150,000. Now, how the heck do I get from 150 to a million? 
man, I have to do, I probably have to work 60 hours, 80 hours, 100 hours a week. I don't want to do that. And you just shut it down. You never even go for this big goal as opposed to like at least starting to break it down and figure out how you can do it. Start with yes. That's the S. The M, again, simple thing, model expert behavior. Whatever you're trying to achieve, more than likely there's someone out there who's already achieved it. Find them, buy their book, watch their YouTube videos, mm -hmm. emulate, don't copy, emulate, model their behavior. Figure out how they achieve some of their goals. When I was chasing world records in powerlifting, I found someone who had broken world records in a different weight class than me. I'm, I'm based in Ohio. He's based in Iowa. This was a long time ago. Uh, you know, there was internet then, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as prevalent as, as it is now, not social media and all that good stuff. I reached out to the guy completely cold and I said, I'm, you're going to think I'm crazy, but if I take off work and I travel out to Iowa and I stay in a hotel, can I follow you around for a week? I, I want to be in your hip pocket every every second I can. I want to see what a world record holder does in a day in day out basis. How do you live your life? Not just how you train and all that stuff. Important, right? Getting into the mindset. What does it take? What's the commitment required? And he said, you know what? If you're crazy enough to reach out to me, <laughs> not even knowing me, <laughs> look, let's do it. And he ended nice. up, I get out there and he realized how committed I was to this goal. He ended up taking a couple of days off work, which I think maybe didn't ingratiate, ingratiate me to his wife too much. Cause she was like, why are you wasting vacation days? This dude, you just met, you know, two weeks ago. Right. Um, but that's an example. When I became a radio show host, I reached out to four nationally syndicated talk show hosts. You know, one of my favorite quotes, uh, Steve jobs, if you don't ask the answer is always no. People say, Oh, so-and-so, you know, big name person would never re respond to me. You never know. Give right. it a shot. Think of different right. ways you can reach out to that person, mm -hmm. not be intrusive and things like that. So I reached out to four of them. Three of them got back to me. I ended up on the phone with one of them and I learned a ton. And I know that it accelerated my path to becoming a better radio show host, but that's another example of, of modeling expert behavior. Um, moving along, I'll try to speed this up a little bit. A is accountability, creating a sphere of accountability. It's not just getting all your friends to say, hey, ask me about my goals, right? I, I lay out a bunch of different ways you can do that, simple ways to kind of pull people into your sphere without them even knowing it, without giving them homework. Hey, can you check on me every Monday, Greg, and make sure that I'm on my goals? Like, <laughs> no one wants homework, right? It's right. without giving people homework, but you create that sphere of accountability because, and I, I do this in my keynote, I say, you know, raise your hand if you like to disappoint people. Of course, no one likes to disappoint people. When you create this sphere, that's part of how this works is, you, you have a fear. You don't want to disappoint these people because someone may ask you about this. You don't want to have an awkward conversation, et cetera. And the last one, the C, is what I call consistent perseverance. Um, I give a bunch of examples of it in the book. And I even outline a bunch of uh, different stories about super successful people nowadays that a lot of people don't know. All of Elon Musk's failures, as an example, um, you know, just a whole litany of those. And a lot of people don't even know the first two companies that he founded, he founded the company and got kicked out. You know, a lot of people don't know that, right? They only know that he's the richest guy in the world now. And they don't know that he founded a company. They get a few years down the road and they're like, you are a hindrance to our growth. And they kicked him out of the company. A lot of people don't know that. He didn't mm -hmm. quit. Consistent perseverance, getting knocked down seven times, getting up eight. You're going to have that as you uh, try to achieve, especially really big goals. You're going to get knocked down. I don't care how smart you are, how handsome, uh, pretty you are, who you know, how much money you have. You're going to get knocked down. You got to have that consistent perseverance and keep getting back yeah. up and back up and back up. 
Yeah, I you know I've I've said that on this show, and I and you you've said it so much better than I than I uh, have ever said it. So I appreciate that. <laughs> but I've said that on the show because like if you're not like failing, you're you're not really like trying enough. You know, like you have to you have to have some failures because it's it's almost like I guess you know comparing it to well okay I'm just gonna make this about Greg's pickleball, but if he's not tired after a match, then he's not trying enough. You know, or he's playing against me. Like <laughs> one of the two is happening there. Like you, you really do like you, you push yourself a, a little bit more and you know, like I've had failures in, in my career. I've had problems. I, I was just, I just said yesterday to, to somebody that, um, well, you know, I'm, I, of course, like something that I do is not going to work out right. Why? Because I'm pushing myself to try something different. I'm doing different things and I'm taking care of a lot. So something's going to break. And that's okay because then I'm going to learn from that and, and advance on and just do better at it later. You know? So I, I think it, it's, it's funny how there's that, there is a, a bit of fear of failure that comes along with, you know, starting a business or um, running a business or doing, you know, some new venture, like, you know, like we talked about video earlier or whatever it is that happens, but it's okay. Like yeah. at least you're trying, you know, it's part of the journey. Great. Yeah, it's part of the journey. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you're trying to achieve something big, it, it's, I mean, it's inevitable. Unfortunately, it's just, again, yeah. it's just part of the journey. I mean, I have people that I mentor that are, they are, you have know, a corporate job or whatever, and they, they want to be an entrepreneur. And, I, you know, the, unfortunately, there are some of them I, I tell them, I'm like, I don't, I don't take this the wrong way. I just don't think you're cut out for it. I don't think you have the right mentality, the right mindset. I think you won't be successful. Let me tell you why. And I'll give them examples and they'll go, oh, crap, you're right. And I said, that doesn't make you a bad person. That doesn't make you not smart or whatever. If I decided today that I wanted to go run a bulldozer, I'd be fired in about seven seconds because I'd knock over seven things. I'd probably crush somebody or, you know, whatever. And that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. It just means running a bulldozer is not my gig, right? Right. <laughs> so, right. I, I got a question for you. And it's kind of the reality, right? Everything we're talking about here is like set a goal, right? You got the steps, achieve the goal. Let's let's just take the million the millionaire thing, right? You you know you got to make eighty some odd thousand dollars, all that kind of stuff, and then somebody says, "I'm committed, I'm going to be a millionaire," but they don't have a good plan, right? They they said, "I'm going to quit my job because I'm only making twenty dollars an hour. I'm never going to be a millionaire making twenty dollars an hour. And I'm going to try to do this," and then they fail at that. Now we we applaud them for trying, right? We applaud them for making a change and going after the goal, but at some point. We need to step back and think about, okay, what are the steps to achieve that goal? And can I do it? And how do I get there? And, you know, there's a lot of my, you know, there's a lot of levels to reaching the goal. And we're not necessarily saying everybody quit your jobs, you know, your $20 an hour jobs because you can become a millionaire tomorrow. Like what, what's that process like? And how do you help people through that? So a big part of that is the M, the model expert behavior. Find someone who's done it already. And if you look for enough people in that example, you're going to find someone who probably has a similar background to you or something like that. And you can say, let me figure out how the heck fill in the blank did this. And let me model some of that behavior. What is it going to require for me to do that? Um, and the other, the other thing I will mention, and this is going to sound like maybe a little David Goggins-ish if you guys are familiar with him. But, yeah. you know, uh, one of the things, you know, I don't say try like, and I tell, I've told my kids this do or do not. 
this is a Yoda quote. I'm not even a big Star Wars guy, yeah. but do or do not, there is no try. And right. what I mean, I don't mean by like go out and you know kill yourself trying to do something, not figuratively, uh, figuratively, not literally, but um, you know working 120 hours a week or something. But um, for example, when I was in powerlifting, I set a goal that I wanted to bench press 500 pounds. At the time, I was bench, I bench pressed for the first time, bench pressed 275, and I said I want to bench 500 pounds. And even the guys that train with me are like, you might want to pump the brakes on that. That's <laughs> probably a little much. Like, come on. Now, it took me seven years to get from 275 to 500. But part of what I did during that journey was finding a guy in Iowa and going out and figuring out what him. I found two other guys that um, were very successful in powerlifting, had bench pressed over 500 pounds before, not just learning their training routines. But again, a lot of it's just, you know, there's so many other aspects that go into it. But that going back to your question directly, find someone who's done it. And look at the steps that they've taken. If you have to read their book, autobiography, if you have to just watch some of their videos and pick up some little nuggets here and there, that's going to help accelerate your path. So maybe it doesn't take you seven years. Maybe it takes you five. It's not going to be an overnight thing, right? Depending right. If you're looking for a big goal, it's going to take a long time. you got to be there for the journey. During my seven years, three years into it, you know, I'm, there's injuries along the way. There's all kinds of stumbling blocks. I could have easily said, oh, my gosh, this is a pain in my butt. I, I, I just, I, it's not going to happen. But that's the perseverance. Uh, to it. And I'm going to keep consistent perseverance. I'm going to keep going until I get there, no matter how long it takes me. There's been plenty of times when I set a goal that I want to do something six months and I achieve the goal, but maybe it took me 18 months. It's OK. Mm -hmm. I mean, you still got there. Right. And that's the way I look at it is just, you just got to, you know, once you commit to something. And that's what I think I was telling you guys before we even started uh, the show. I don't do anything halfway like I'm either all in fully committed to whatever it is, or I'm not going to do it at all. I can't just casually do something. It's just not, I'm not wired that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because I don't want people to think that this is something that's overnight. It does take that. Yeah. yeah that, that mm -hmm. mindset, right. And a lot of it is just mindset. You got to get in the right mindset to continue. You, know, you are going to get injured. You are going to get pushback. You're going to lose jobs, possibly whatever, but you got to have that perseverance to keep moving forward because you will reach the goal. You follow the steps and you, and you stay at it. You're going to reach the goal. Yeah. I look at it with modeling expert behavior just real quick. If you, the way I, in, in, in my mindset that what helps me a lot with any type of goal is when I find someone who's done what I've already done or what I'm trying to do, I should say. And I, and then once I map out the plan, I say, look, all I gotta do is follow this plan. I know if I follow these steps, I will get there. Again, it might not take me. Maybe it took, take, took, took them a lot, much less time than me. Maybe, maybe I'm not as talented as them, so I got to work a little bit harder, or it takes me a little bit longer. But the key part is, you just never stop. During my journey, I, I had a, I tore my pec. Pec, pretty, pretty important thing for bench pressing. And I'm not going to lie, there were some doubtful things like, you know what? Maybe it's time to give this up. Like I'm just not going to get there. At the time, I was in the low 400s. So I'd made a lot of progress from 275 to low 400s, but I still, you know, 410 to 500, still a pretty long way away. And so, and so there were plenty of moments like that. And I'm thinking, you know, I committed to this, man. Like I, it's, you know, this is going to, this is going to delay the process a little bit. I got to heal up and all that stuff. And so what I do then, I got and found someone else who was successful in the sport that had torn their pec. And I reached out to him, you know, if you don't ask the answers, always not reached out to him and said, Hey, how'd yeah. you, how'd you uh, rehabilitate from this? You know, did you have surgery? 
if you had surgery, how, you know, how did you rehabilitate after that? If you didn't have surgery, would you, you know, all that sort of thing. I found someone who had surgery and successfully came back and I found someone who didn't have surgery and trying to figure, but again, modeling expert behavior at every step of the way, when you hit those road, those inevitable bumps in the road, figure it out. Who else has hit that road bump? If you can find someone and pick their brain a little bit, you know, learn from them. And again, you can accelerate. Maybe you get around that road bump in three months instead of six or nine. Right. And, you know, a, a couple of things. So I, I actually, I used to um, work in radio as well. I was, you know, did some on-air stuff. I did the marketing side of things. Actually, all three of us have, have been there. Um, but uh, I did, um, uh, for, for radio, a lot of the ideas that I learned there and a lot of the, you know, like whatever I learned there, I applied in my business later, you know, but then also like, you know, I would change it to adapt it to what I was doing, but like I kept contact with those people and, you know, they became my mentors through the years, the, the marketing folks that I had met, whether the same radio station or different and like, you know, going with them and, and, and just chatting about ideas and all of that was like so helpful to me and so beneficial to like, you know, model like my marketing based on what they were talking about and whatever their interest was. So it doesn't even have to be in the same industry. It can be in a different industry that you're talking to somebody and, you know, learn and even apply some of their advice or, you know, they'll have some sort of input on it. Right. Like with, with your book, like, Hey, somebody came up, Oh, this is four steps. <laughs> you know, like You're just <laughs> chatting, just a, just a conversation. Like that's a win. So I, I almost want to say like, it's, it's great to, that, that we're promoting to go ask for advice, but it's also, I would say, like, if you're out there and you're listening to this, like also give advice to people, help people and, and, you know, kind of give back because there's a lot of people that are starting a small business out there or, you know, running a, you know, a, a medium sized business, whatever they're, they're midway through and they're out of ideas or they're out of, you know, the wind is knocked out of them because the, you know, economy or whatever, help them, you know, like give them advice, give them ideas. And, uh, you know, do whatever you can do to, to, you know, make a difference. Um, so it, it, we're running short on time here. Um, but what we haven't done is, is told people how to reach out to you. And, um, uh, actually, I guess people are probably going to contact you and, and ask for some advice. So how do they do so, um, uh, to get a hold of you? Yeah, the easiest way, I'm, I'm, we're, I'm all over social media, so you can find me on social media, but, uh, you can also just go out to mrbiz.com and all the stuff's there, um, whether it's the radio show or all the different other things I do in business or the books or, you know, whatever, um, you can find everything there. But um, yeah, by all means, you know, anyone who's, who's listening, watching, whatever, if there's any way that I can help, because that's at the end of the co phone conversation with the, the national radio show host, I said, I asked him for 15 minutes and literally we were 13 minutes in and I had a bunch more questions, but I said, look, I, I only asked you for 15 minutes. I want to be respectful of your time. He said, I got plenty of time. Keep, nice. Let's keep talking. So I talked to him for almost an hour. At the end, I said, can I ask you one more question? It'll be a quick answer. Why did you agree to help me? You don't know me from Adam. I asked for 15 minutes. We've been on, on the phone for almost an hour. He said, because someone helped me when I was starting out. Nice. To your point exactly. There you go. Yeah, you that's awesome. I think it is just, uh, you know, moving it forward, right? And uh, there's mm -hmm. so many different ways because you just don't know where the next idea is coming from or the next piece of motivation is coming from. And just having a conversation could spur something, right? So that's amazing. I, I appreciate that guy that did it for you and that you're doing it for others now. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So thank you so much for uh, joining us today. And thank you in advance for all the help that you're going to give the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, look, I'm I'm honored to be on the show. I appreciate you guys having me. I had a great time. 
Thank you. Thanks, Mr. Biz. So much. Yeah. And, and thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing DIY for Business. The subjects that we cover on this podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. And all of the information provided is opinion-based. So you might want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I want your company to succeed, and we are happy to take your questions. We would also love to hear your suggestions for future episodes. You know, if there's an area of your business where you want some solid business advice or help, let us know. We might be able to build an entire episode around it and get your questions answered. You can reach out to us by visiting us on our website at DIYforbusinesspodcast.com. The link is in the podcast description, of course. Um, we are doing all of these episodes also over on YouTube. So make sure you listen, subscribe, hit the little bell thing so you know what's going on over there. Uh, whenever we post a, a new video, that's something new for us. So, you know, I got to remind you to, to go do that. But also on the, whatever platform you're listening on, uh, make sure you do the review because that always helps us also. We thank you again for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, where you are not alone.